0: It is NFL, uh, week five, four. Week four. Sorry, uh, of the NFL season, we are doing a preview of the whole week, like we always do. This is stupid versus the spread. I'm Alex. That's Mike. We're gonna talk some uh, pregame stuff or like storylines a little bit, and then we'll just dive right into the games, like we always do. Uh, probably two major headlines. First of all, this week, Mike was. This past week rather. This was a week of ass kickings. Do you agree? I, I mean, we had multiple games where the victor was, you know, thirty points ahead. Commanders got beat thirty seven three. Uh Forty nineers beat Giants thirty twelve. You had the, you know
1: Kansas City Taylor Swift beat the Bears.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean the the Browns crushed yeah, the Titans.
1: We forgot to announce this is no longer an NFL podcast. We're actually it's Taylor Swift, Taylor, Taylor Swift related content.
0: And then obviously the Dolphins beating the Broncos 70, <laughs> like, 20, like there were very few close matchups this week. Um, that, that stuck around. In fact, Monday night football was one of the closest ones we had besides the Ravens and OT um, and the Packers and saints. Do you, did anything stand out to you? Did anything impress you from this week? Like as far as teams that just got their ass kicked or teams that just beat the shit out of somebody?
1: Um, the only thing that stood out to me, I was talking to my brother about this today and of the teams that got like completely worked and are in horrible positions. And I can't really throw stones as somebody who is a Jet fan in the loosest term of that word because they've repeatedly cut my heart out of my chest and stomped on it to the point where I'm a dead person. <laughs> um I mean I'm saying like people ask me like oh you're a Jet fan and they're like that must be awful. I'm like no you you get to you're basically like um like an abused spouse who is now just dead behind the eyes like you just you you're not a person anymore like you just stop caring at some point um but I will say I, I think the Jets are in a more enviable position than the Broncos um because like you're not we're not stuck with Russell Wilson. We're stuck with a different Wilson who also sucks, um, but we only have him for one more year, and his contract isn't preventing us from being competitive. It's his play, that is. But um, the, like the Broncos clearly have a lot of problems. Um, Sean Pay- I, And because Sean Payton talk crap about Nathaniel Hackett, I find it funny that uh, they are just getting repeatedly drugged like around by their opponents. But like they I don't think they have their pick this year. I'm pretty sure that's another one going to Seattle. Uh I'll look that up. But um you like you can't do any oh no they do. Okay. So they have their pick. Um that at least like that that's your only saving grace but it's not mm-hmm. even I mean, can you take a quarterback? Uh, If you take a quarterback, you're going to have to sit him behind Russ. You can't really make meaningful improvements to the roster with the salary you have invested in Russ around him. And you have a way bigger hill to climb to make this team competitive than the Jets do. Um, And like the Bears, you know, the Bears are obviously in a bad situation because they're they're looking at giving up on fields and starting all over. But at least you have the draft capital to do that. Like the Panthers pick you're going to probably have two picks in the top 5 like you can make that happen um pretty quickly and you can just fire Eberflus and go lure Jim Harbaugh away from Michigan and make it happen with a new with Caleb Williams and Jim Harbaugh you at least go into next season thinking that like okay here we go again like we've got we're excited again um so yeah i uh i like Boy, it must like you're if you're Denver, you're staring down the barrel of like two really non-competitive years after coming off of At the, a
0: minimum. You know, at a minimum. Yeah,
1: where you were non-competitive. And so and you traded everything to get this guy who was leading you to be non-competitive. So it's uh it's that's rough. Like and I say that as a guy who is, who is Zach Wilson uh taking snaps and the whole organization continuing to say uh, that they believe in him, despite the fact that literally, and I hate being like the literally guy, but literally no one else on earth believes that Zach Wilson will be a good quarterback besides maybe his own mother. So like, yeah, that's the Broncos are down bad, bad.
0: Yeah, and and I it's it's pretty not good. Pretty not good for the. I think I think they are the worst position team. Like I think if you look over the span of a couple of years, I think the Texans are doing better and are in a better spot than last year, and certainly going to continue on an upward trend. I think it's fair to say that you know some of the other teams that you've seen maybe not be so great in the past. The Lions have certainly been on an upward trend in the past, like past couple of years. I think you could argue Colts and Panthers, but right, they're going to have pretty bad years, but um you could see the investments they're making in some younger players and some draft capital cardinals i think would probably be the only one that's explicitly equally as bad to me as as the broncos and i'll throw the bears in there too honestly like if justin fields is not the guy the bears are back to square one of a rebuild where you're you might as well just sell all of your your draft capital or you buy as much draft capital as you can rather by selling your current players because the bears have just performed so poorly. Um, And we'll talk about that game uh, in here in a second, but uh, we got a real uh, fucking tank bowl here um, in, in Broncos at bears. Uh, As far as coaching this past week, we talked about this a little bit on the college football show. We talked about a little bit um, a couple weeks ago with the Patriots making some, questionable decisions. There were some bad coaching decisions this week too, um, Mike, especially from Brandon Staley and the Chargers. What And, and you know, I'd say I'd put the Raiders up there too with, with bad coaching decisions. I You know, I, I think there was a lot of questioning about Josh McDaniels and why he went for that field goal, knowing that he was down eight and in the red zone. Uh, what did you see um, – this week that maybe concerns you with some coaches.
1: Um, so last week we talked about when was the earliest we could see Brandon Staley getting fired. and I thought it could be this week. I said, said that. So you said you thought it could be this week. I said I thought it could be – like you meant this week, the week that we just went through. Correct, um, correct. I, I thought it would be next week if they lost to Minnesota and then they – went home and lost to a a lifeless Raiders team, then you could see him fired. And you were right. It's just, it didn't burn him. Like Kirk cousins might've saved Brandon Staley. Brandon
0: Staley's coaching. Yeah. Uh
1: Because if you, if they go for it on fourth and two and run the ball, despite the fact that they couldn't run the ball all day and, and Herbert only had seven incompletions and they run it on fourth and two, Never mind the fact that it was a moronic decision anyway. Like, I don't care what the analytics say. And the analytics say, like, I think 88% of the time you win uh, going for it, 82% if you kick it. And, like, so you just needed a 55% chance that you thought you could get the, the fourth down. I don't care because you, you still kick the ball. Like, you're on your own 20. Just kick the ball. And even if you want to go for it, don't run the ball when you can't run the ball. Like, it. Like absolutely mind blowing. Michael Lombardi, the GM shuffle, who's a, a former Pats and Browns exec and and Raiders exec, he put it perfectly. Like, like Brandon Staley has gone has had si- I think six games in a row, or maybe it's five, where you going back to last season where you legitimately could have made the argument he should have been fired after every single one of them. Like, which is absolutely insane that he still has a job. Like you go back to he played Mike Williams in the last game of the season in a meaningless game because they couldn't change their playoff seating and Mike Williams got hurt. So they didn't have him for the Jacksonville game. The Jacksonville game obviously happened. You could have fired him after that one. You go into this season, they have the Dolphins game where Brandon Staley is a defensive coach and they play man coverage against the fastest man in the NFL. Uh, and then they last last week was uh, the, the two-minute drill against the two-minute drill in overtime against uh, the Titans where they just They couldn't stop Traylon Burks and and whoever else they hit on two deep throws. And they can't get any better than a three and out in overtime with a way better quarterback. And then you go into this game and you make this decision. Like, like it was just, you could make the argument he should have been fired after all of these games. So, it's, he's gonna, he's gone. Like, it's just, it's a matter of when, not if. Because he is clearly just holding this team. I don't know what it is, man, but... He is just not making smart decisions. And he got very lucky that it didn't burn them in this game. And it probably should have because if Minnesota just spikes the ball instead of running a play, uh, they probably could have gotten two or three shots to the end zone and probably one of them hits considering they have Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison, K.J. Osborne, T.J. Hawkinson uh, all playing at their skill positions. Like they probably hit one of them for a game-winning touchdown. Um, So, yeah, that was crazy and then Josh McDaniels kicking a field goal um, to go down 5 instead of going for it on fourth down like why why did Josh McDaniels have any confidence that his defense was going to be able to get a stop like he, they're the raiders he's he they're not the cowboys they're not the jets they're not the commanders they're not the chiefs they are not a defense that gets stops why
0: would you you right
1: why would you kick a field goal with the de- you know what your defense hope is. <laughs> Uh, you've got I Max, hope I
0: win.
1: Yeah, you've got Max Crosby and 10 nobodies. Like I, why did you think you were going to be able to get a stop if you kicked the ball back to them? Like it, it just absurd. Like absolutely absurd decision by two coaches who probably shouldn't have jobs. Um Josh McDaniels especially after the debacle in Denver. I don't and then like him reneging on the Colts. I don't know why anybody thought that he would be a good coach. Like, I love the conspiracy theory that they brought McDaniels into Lord Tom Brady into the ownership group. Um, That's very funny to me, but uh, yeah, I I didn't understand either of those decisions and I don't know what the hell those two coaches are doing and they play this week. So that should be fun.
0: Yeah. And you, I I think better of, I don't know. it, It, there were, there were some decisions I think this past year that I've, I've really questioned. I think we're getting way too much into the, uh, you know, honestly, I think it's getting away from the analytics. I think if you were to look at decisions made uh, based on, uh, you know, expected points per play, right. EPS or whatever they call it now. Like, I don't think kicking a field goal there has got to be the like mathematically statistically important choice. Like there's no way it is. There's no way you can convince me that it is. So, I mean, the fact that these coaches don't have analytics guys, at least in the sense of like, don't make a fucking stupid decision, is is surprising to me. I think I I honestly was very surprised at the field goal. I ironically did not hate it, but I didn't have any juice on the line, uh, and I'm certainly not not a fan of the oh, Raiders. I loved it
1: because I, I had the under. And if he goes oh, for yeah. it and scores, they, they would have covered yeah. the total. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, that really helped. But yeah,
0: but yeah, just not not smart decision making. Very very questionable coaching so far for some coaches this year. Uh, let's get to our games. Uh, we'll start with Thursday night, probably a pretty amazing matchup. Hopefully, Lions at Packers. Lions are one and a half point favorites. The over under is forty six uh, at Lambeau Field. Uh, just talk about the game, but Mike, do you have a you have a pick any any which way for these this this game?
1: Uh, I'm looking. Na- Sorry, I, I got to start I'm looking now, and I wanted to see if this is true, and it is. Uh, this Las Vegas kicked that field goal, and Pittsburgh's win probability jumped 15 points. So, like, so why are you taking the points there? If if the win probability for your opponent is going to go up. Now, granted, if you don't get the fourth down, yes, of course, your win probability is probably going down by way more than if you kick the field goal. But also, like, you shouldn't make then make a decision that is, according to the chart, adversely affecting you because you're scared of something worse happening. Like, I, whatever. Anyway, um, sorry. Thursday night. Is that what we're on? Yeah. 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 Oh. Um. Yeah. I actually. I like the over here. This is like a weird sort of fading myself uh, play. Um, the The Vegas splits seventy seven percent of the cast is on the under, um, but when I look at these two teams, Green Bay's given up seventeen to the Saints, who didn't have Derek Carr for the fourth quarter, twenty four to the Falcons, uh, and then they they house the Bears, but the Bears suck. Um, so like their defense, the the Green Bay Packers defense is good. It hasn't been stellar. Um, and they're pretty banged up. They didn't have Jair Alexander this week. They might not have him on a short week for Thursday night. Um, meanwhile, on the other side of the ball, uh, Detroit is a great offense. They're scoring a ton of points, um, besides their opening week game against Kansas City. They scored it in the 30s against Seattle and lost, and then they scored 24 against uh, Atlanta and a win. So, um, so they should, like, if you're saying I need 24 to 23 from each team, that feels really doable in this spot. Jordan Love should get Aaron Jones and Christian Watson back or may get them back for this game on Thursday night. Ordinarily, Thursday night, short week, like, I get it, unders the play, but I think these two offenses are are uniquely situated to play a, a offensively competitive game. Um, and so I like the over here. As far as the spread goes – I kind of lean green Bay at home, giving given or getting a point and a half. Um, but I think that there's a chance Detroit wins this game fairly easily. Um, I think green Bay is legit. Like not, not like a, a NFC contender or anything like that, but they are, uh, they're a good football team. Um, and so I think this one should be fun. Hopefully we have a good game. Um, and I'm hoping for points. So give me the over.
0: I'm, uh, I'm taking the lions here. Um, I just think they're on a roll. I think Green Bay has looked good, but bad. Uh, In some cases, Lions have looked pretty consistent. Both of them are 2-1. and Uh, I know people are pretty high in Green Bay and them getting off the ball and all that. Packers looked really tough against New Orleans, and I don't think New Orleans is by any means a strong contender. Uh, And I think, you know, these one-point games for for the Packers aside from crushing Chicago is, is questionable to me. Uh, and, and I think the lions are well situated to come out in, in a low scoring game here, good defense, strong, willed uh, smash mouth football. Give me, give me the lions. Give me, give me Campbell and his guys uh, on a primetime game as the lions are trying to make a run uh, to the playoffs here. Uh, we'll move to the 1 PM slate. So in no particular order, as always, uh, we have, Washington at Eagles. Eagles are minus eight over under is 44 and a half. Uh, Falcons at Jaguars. Uh, Falcons are three point underdogs. So plus three over under is 43 and a half. Broncos at bears. The worst game of all time. Possibly. This is reminiscent of tank bowl between Washington and Miami circa like 2017, 2018. Uh, both teams are completely winless. Uh Broncos are three and a half point favorites over unders 46. Uh Ravens at Browns. Browns are two and a half point favorites over unders 41. Bengals at Titans. Uh Titans are two and a half point underdogs at home over forty 41. Dolphins at Bills. What a great, great matchup we have in store for this one. Dolphins are plus three over-unders 53 and a half. Buccaneers at Saints. Saints are three point favorites. Over under is 40.5. Vikings at Panthers. uh, Vikings are three and a half point favorites. Over under is 45.5. Rams at Colts. Colts are one point favorites. Over under is 46.5. And the last game of the 1 p.m. slate Steelers at Texans. Steelers are three point favorites. Over under is 42.5. We're not going to talk about every game, obviously, but Mike, give me your picks for the slate.
1: Uh, yeah, just forgot off the top. Uh, so far on this, went five and three last week on the season. Thirteen eight and one, sixty two percent on three and a half units. Uh, so when I drive to Virginia to bet legally this week, which I uh, will do um, because it's the law, um, I am. Let's start in Houston. I'm gonna take the Texans and the points at home. Um, I don't. Pittsburgh has. Benefited from a very, very bad Deshaun Watson performance and a horrific Nick Chubb injury. And Josh McDaniel, the aforementioned Josh McDaniels, Josh McDaniels name. Um On the road in Las Vegas, uh, they go to Houston. Houston looked really good against J- Jacksonville. I don't necessarily expect that to continue. The only thing that scares me about this is uh, Houston's offensive line is banged up. And obviously, uh, Alex Highsmith and TJ Watt are both freaks. Um, mm-hmm. So... There's a chance CJ Stroud just gets murdered in this game, um, but assuming he doesn't, uh, I think Houston is has been live in every single game. I'll put it that way, and uh, I think there's a chance they win this one outright. So I like them with the points. Uh, I just I think Pittsburgh's very mid, and there are going to be a lot of games where uh, they're they're going to need a bounce here or there, or the other team to make more mistakes than they do to win. Um, and so far Houston's been beaten by teams that are just better than them, but they haven't necessarily, um, really like CJ Stroud hasn't thrown a pick. Like they haven't shot themselves in the foot that much. Um, and when you don't do that, you're going to give yourself a chance to win. So I like the points here.
0: I like it. You have any other picks for the 1 PM slate?
1: Uh, yeah. I just, I didn't know if you had anything else on that game. Um, no, I I, I don't
0: have a, I don't know. I don't have a pick on that one.
1: Yeah. Um, Buffalo minus two and a half. Um, I'm on this one as well. Yeah, this is this is classic law of inverses in the NFL. Like you just seventy points is absurd. It's a stupid number for football. Yeah, but like they're not going to do that every week, and and Vegas is just like the big money players are taking the other side because they know that the the square public is going to rush to take they. The the books know what they're doing. They set Miami to plus number. Everybody, every square that watched Miami throw all over the field against uh Denver is going to run to take them with any sort of points. Um, and the the Vegas betters n- know the trick. Like, and it's clear. Sixty percent of the public tickets are on Miami. Seventy-two percent of the cash is on Buffalo. Uh, that's about exactly what I expected. So yep, it's uh it, everything lines up here. Take the opposite side. Take Buffalo minus two and a half, um, three, two and a half, wherever you get the number. Um, I like. Do I as far as how this game actually goes? I think this is gonna be a lot of fun. Um, I, I think it'll probably be whoever has the ball last sort of situation. Um, and if if Jalen Waddle's not back, you know you can certainly see a world where uh, Buffalo schemes some things up if they get a pick or two and, and make some turnovers happen. They could pull away a little bit in this game and keep in mind, you know, for Miami scoring 70 against Denver, they only scored 20, 24 against New England on the road. Now, granted, New England is a much better defense and probably a better defense than Buffalo, but Buffalo's defense has been pretty good. Um, I agree. So, so I, I think there's logic here as well on the game. As far as the, the line goes, this should be awesome, but uh, this will be like the primary window or primary game of this window. Um, But, yeah, I'm going to take Buffalo minus two
0: and a half. Well, the primary game in this window is Broncos-Bears, but I'll let it slide. Uh, I I also like Bills minus two and a half here. They're at home, good weather. Um, Dolphins coming up, I I think, so I I take that back, not good weather. It's going to be a 50% chance of rain. But I don't think that benefits either team. I think both are very pass-heavy. Um, and love to throw the ball. I would say both have mobile quarterbacks, and that's where they get a majority of their rushing yards. So this may be a low-scoring game. I might actually look at the under here if the rain keeps uh, the if it projects to actually rain during the game heavily. Um, but I like Bills here. Just look, both teams dominated their opponent last week. I just think for Miami to have done such a shootout, I question whether that like tires you out or or maybe like is a dampener on your game afterwards Uh, buffalo looks super well-rounded defense is good i think that's their edge against miami and i think they come out on top
1: yeah i mean i just you see the logic everywhere in taking buffalo um uh my next one i'm gonna take cincinnati tennessee under 41 um tennessee's bad like really yeah,
0: no. The, the check down Tannehill throw with a strong running game is only good if you have a strong running game, and they don't, unfortunately. They, yeah, they, they can't, have two fantastic running backs. They just don't have an O line that can help them
1: out. Yeah, they can't. Like they just can't establish the run, and their and team. But more than that, too, I think teams are just loading the box. Like they know that the path to victory for Tennessee comes through running the football. If they take the run away and make Ron Tannehill throw the ball to a below average wide receiver, Corey's not going to be able to do it. So. Um, yeah, I, the, I'm on the under here because like Cincinnati's just been so out of rhythm. Joe Burrow clearly not healthy. Um, they struggled for large portions of that game against the Rams. Now, granted, we knew the Rams are going to be, I, I always think, or have thought that the Rams since week one have shown that they're a lot better than people thought they were. Um, they still pull out a win and Joe Burrow made the plays he needed to, but he certainly didn't look like vintage Joe Burrow. So I, I think they, they're. Cincinnati right now is trying to keep the division lead within a game to the bye. And then they're going to – that's the plan for them right now is try to get to the bye week within a game of the division. Put Joe Burrow in a hyperbolic chamber until uh, – hyperbolic. <laughs>
0: I don't like, think that's the word you're looking for. No,
1: it's not. Um, <laughs> hyperbolic would be a, uh, a very overblown chamber. Um, uh, I don't know what the hy- – Hydrobaric? I, I don't know. I, put him in a locked room with hyperbolic? a bunch. Like hyperbolic is like, uh, yeah, like exact an exaggeration. Yeah, yeah. That's,
0: I was just trying to think. What you were <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, As soon as I said it, I was like, that's not right. Um, but the freeze him
0: is, like Walt Disney? Uh, sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm trying to like. Put put him in like a, a Cry of sleep. Yeah, put him in a room with that's made of pillows and cover him in pillows and just let him sit there for 2 weeks until you need him to go play again um so i i the bottom line is i think 41 i don't like you're going to need some some defensive miscues to get to 41 between these two teams because more than likely cincinnati should win this game rather convincingly it does i, I don't see a world where they put up over 30 and so even if they get to like 27 you still because Tennessee's defense is still good, where um, they at least play frisky. We say that I, I say that all the time. Like Tennessee's defense doesn't necessarily have the personnel, but they're always like they, their scheme is tough to beat. Um, and and Tennessee can't score, so like Tennessee's only going to put up. You know we know Tennessee's going to put up somewhere between like zero and seventeen points. Um, so 41's a lot for two teams that can't score, especially in the NFL. So. Uh yeah, I like the under here. Uh Vegas agrees with me. 79% of the tickets are on the under with 95% of the cash. Um so this feels like a a snoozer of a game. Um and the the Bengals are just trying to survive with Joe Burrow in one piece. Anything are you on anything? I I don't
0: have anything on this one. I I have been shocked and appalled at how poorly the Bengals have played. I'm hoping as a Joe Burrow fan that they are playing poorly because Joe Burrow is like not healthy, and he will be healthy soon. Uh, but I am starting to think that the Bengals might have underlying issues that cannot be solved by one man.
1: Yeah, I I just think if he was if he was healthy, he'd be playing a, a little bit more aggressive, and that would really help them open up the offense.
0: Um, I thought there it, were one or two throws too, like deep balls that he just didn't seem to have the strength behind. That he yeah, would have and because I, I he's think part—I
1: think part of that is the stability, right? Because Joe Burrow's been since he came into the league, and when he was at LSU, was one of the most accurate quarterbacks we've ever seen.
0: Mm-hmm. And so
1: for him to be missing this many balls, it's clear. Like I, I you just don't become an inaccurate quarterback overnight. Like it, I think it's got to be injury related. So yeah, I, I just—I as well, yeah. Um, and then the only other play I have in this window. Tampa Bay, New Orleans under 45 or under 40 and a half, sorry. Not forty-five. Um I think we saw the true Tampa Bay against Philly. Tampa Bay's Mm -hmm. I mean Philly's a good defense, but Tampa Bay, this is more what we expected. I, I think they're probably better. I we thought they could be like one of the worst teams in the NFL. There are clearly some teams that are much worse than them, including two playing in this window. Um but Tampa Bay they're gonna sc- they're gonna score enough to be in most games. They're not gonna blow anybody out. New Orleans has a really good defense, so that should keep that number down on that side of the ball. And New Orleans goes to James Winston, uh, James Winston revenge game. But uh, he it's his first week stepping in the offense. They do get Kamara back, but um, clearly they struggled to move the football in the fourth quarter against the uh, Packers last week without Derek Carr. So I you add that up the number's still over 40, which to me feels like they think this will be like an average scoring NFL game, mm-hmm. um, which to me seems like there's a lot of value in the under here. Vegas also agrees with me here. 50% of the tickets are on the over 96% of the Cavs is on the under. Um, this is just a two teams who are going to struggle to play offense and two pretty decent defenses. So, um, yeah, I just, I, I like the under there.
0: I, uh, I don't hate it. I, I like it. Do you have any more picks? No. I only have I only have one we haven't talked about and I hate it so much.
1: Not in this one, no. I I have, obviously I have more plays but not this one.
0: I So, I don't know why the Bears are so bad. Like I genuinely I I I thought we saw something from Justin Fields. Something just does not look right on either side of the ball and it is mind-blowing to me because I didn't I was not on the Bears hype train by any means, but I thought they easily should have beat Tampa Bay, and they got crushed. I thought they should have beaten Green Bay. They got crushed. I didn't think they'd beat at all Kansas City, but they looked anemic. And yet, here I am looking at the board saying, I'll take three and a half points at home because I think the Broncos are fucking awful too. And what stands out to me is... The Broncos have a unique opportunity to completely collapse this next week. Like you come off as someone put up seventy points on your team, you might not show up, right? And the week previous, you lost to Washington, who came back from a twenty-one to three deficit. Like you have, you are a loser team that has been losing very much. Uh, I don't know what Sean Payton is thinking in some of these games. Um, it certainly looks like Russell Wilson is dead, like dead, dead. Um, and I'm genuinely surprised that with what we've seen the past two weeks from the Broncos, that the bears are an underdog here at home. So give me the bears on the points. I hate it. I hate it. I hate picking the bears. I hate that I'm going to root for the bears. I hate that. They look like shit week in and week out, and I think they're going to cover. But I do think they're going to cover because I think the Broncos aren't that bad too. I think we have a unique opportunity to see one of the two worst teams in the NFL play each other this season. Think it'll be something special.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I like. I don't. The other thing I don't understand: how did Denver's defense just get so bad overnight? So bad.
0: It doesn't make sense.
1: They couldn't tackle. Like, they, they, Tua didn't throw his first incomplete pass till the third quarter. I don't think, I think they, the defensive backs for uh, Denver touched the ball three times. Yeah. They're, they're, that's not like a bad game. That's bad, bad. And I, but I also don't think Justin Fields can take advantage. I have no play. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what is going to happen in this game. I don't think being at home matters for anything. Like, PFF seems to grade Russell Wilson. Like, they have him as the 11th graded quarterback, um, which sounds crazy um, because they just haven't been that good. Mm -hmm. Um, But, like, they've got three wide receivers who can play now that Marvin Mims is playing um so like you would think that this is the spot for denver to get right but also they haven't shown anything in the past two years that makes you think that they're gonna actually get right so yeah um i'll be really interested to see how this game turns out because like if if denver i think the pressure here is on denver because if denver loses i agree i agree if they lose this game man like it is going to be a disaster there I, i don't know how you even get that team back? Like you might, you might just need to trade everyone and bring in all new players.
0: Like yeah, and and hope Sean Payton sticks around down. too. What? And hope Sean Payton sticks around.
1: Yeah, yeah, he might just retire again.
0: He might say like, "Screw this, Russell sucks," and just like bail. Yeah, you know, I mean? like, like <laughs> he, I a-
1: think you have to do something crazy, drastic. Like you need to burn down the locker room or something like completely absurd. To, to get this team out of the funk that it's in. But, yeah, I, like maybe they just stink. I don't know.
0: It's possible. It's possible. Well, let's roll into our – I'm just going to call it everything else slate. We did this last week. We talked about this last week. Three games in the, the 4 p.m. time slot Eastern time is a fucking cardinal sin. And the fact that there's only one primetime game Sunday and Monday night is equally as bad. The NFL scheduling needs to get fixed. The, no, we got to
1: play in London. Ugh. we got to play in London.
0: Yeah. That's our priority. Not fixing nine. Is it 10 games in the 1 PM slate? One. No, I
1: think it's eight because they, yeah, are... you're
0: right. I forgot They're, the Falcons Jags. That is the London game because they always send the Jaguars over there for some reason, um, at eight thirty in the morning or nine thirty in the morning, Eastern time. So something to keep your eye on, get your bed in so early for the at Jags. Least, game.
1: At least it is eight, which is helpful. Um, you know, I, I like. I'm a big, even like, the, the NFL sold. I went on this rant today with my brother too. The NFL sold this TV package to YouTube TV, and I'm sure they've driven Sunday ticket subscriptions through the roof because nobody had Direct TV, and now a ton of people have YouTube TV because you all you have to do is sign up. And the best feature of YouTube TV for watching football for watching NFL football, is that you have multicast and you can put four games on at once, on, e- on even-sized screens on a normal television. And you can watch four games at the same time. And if you're like me and you have two TVs in your household and you want to drag one into your living room, you can watch all eight games at the same time.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: it's amazing. So, But you can only do that with eight games. If you make it nine, you can't do that. So yeah, it's
0: also... It's also like you're just not you're 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 losing value on some of these teams being watched because it is it is tough to keep up with all of them if they all play at nine or you know noon.
1: Yeah, it, it's nobody can keep track of nine games because you got to go to three screens and that's a nightmare.
0: Yeah, um, and it, it it ruins you know it doesn't ruin it makes it less fun to watch red zone right like. If yeah. red zone is just a super cut of literally everybody on the five yard line, and then you're flashing to another team, it's like I, I don't know. I, I don't mind watching them drive down from like the forty because that's the closest team to the goal line at any one point in these games. I just think it's too much, and I think yeah, it would be like more you, fun you, to have late games.
1: You you take so much time reorienting yourself to the game situation every time they cut to it because you've got nine games to keep track of. So you gotta you gotta remember who's who was the last team to score you know what's the how much time is left like is this game going to go to half like you know it's yeah disaster fix it NFL uh
0: okay last combination of the slates uh I'll give times for all of them but we'll run through them so raiders at chargers raiders are 6 point underdogs over under is that's a 4 p m kick on sunday cardinals at 49ers uh 49ers are 14 point favorites over under is 44 uh that is at 4.30, another 4.30 game, Pats at Cowboys. Cowboys are touchdown favorites, over-unders 43, Cowboys are at home. Sunday night, football, Chiefs at Jets. Jets are plus oh. 10, that's going to be awful. 42 is the over-under, and we finish up on Monday night with Seahawks-Giants, an equally egregious game. Giants are one-and-a-half-point favorites, over-unders 47. So not, not great games to finish out the week, but Mike, give me any picks you got for this, uh, this second game. Yeah, crap. half of slate. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, I have two. Um, Dallas and the Pats under forty three. Um, why? I like
0: that. That's why, a great.
1: Why is this number where it is? Like, why, it should
0: be thirty eight.
1: Yeah, roughly, at a minimum, like, or, like at least forty. Like, why? Why do we think that Tampa Bay and New Orleans? are only going to score 40 points, but we think that Dallas and New England are going to score three more points. Come on. Like mm-hmm. New England's offense has been better than I think people expected, but that doesn't make it good um
0: against one of the best defenses. And and yeah. and the Patriots have a good defense too. Like the Patriots, Patriots good, defense yeah. can stifle people. Yeah, exactly. And the Cowboys looked anemic last week.
1: Exactly. Two good defenses. Dallas's offense hasn't proven shit. They they got two or three defensive scores against the Giants to make that game 40 to nothing. Um, And they look good against the Jets defense, but that was because the Jets had nothing going on offense and they just eventually wore them down. Um, They like couldn't keep up with the Arizona Cardinals. Um, So like, I'm not convinced that the offense is that efficient. Um, Especially to go out and put up like a, a huge number against New England and Obviously, it's Bill Belichick. So, like, yeah, I don't, I don't understand why this is where it is. The tickets are seventy-seven percent on the under, and ninety-four uh, percent of the cash is on the under. So, uh, the big betters are with me too here. Um, yeah, under forty-three. This number is way too high.
0: Yeah, I'm also on that.
1: Um, next up, I have uh, Kansas City minus nine and a half. This is pretty simple, like. Until the jet, like the jets, the jets have publicly said that they're sticking with Zach Wilson through thick and thin, as I referenced earlier. Um, despite the fact that nobody else thinks that's an advisable strategy, um, but they brought in Trevor Simeon. Um, so, like, you're not, you're not that set on Zach Wilson that you you're not going to bring anybody in, but you bring in this guy. Like, you bring in Trevor Simeon, who got beat out for the Bengals' backup position by Jake Browning um, after throwing no touchdowns and two picks in the preseason. Um, and the last time he started for the Jets, he lasted a quarter before Miles Garrett ended his season. Like, wh- why? Why, are, why is it him? Like, why is he familiarity with the offense, really? Like, that's the that's the best we can do? Um, no, the Jets' offense isn't anemic. Kansas City's defense is even better than... Like, Kansas City's defense is pretty good. Nobody in the Jets is going to be able to block Chris Jones. And they're just going to trot the offense out there. The game's at home, so Zach Wilson's going to get booed off the field again. And, like, Mahomes is going to get as many shots as he needs to trounce the Jets' defense, which he's going to do. The only... The only saving grace for the Jets in this game is that Kansas city doesn't run the football and the Jets past defense has not been as like bad as I think people are making out the Jets defense holistically to be the, the problem for the Jets is that their defense is on the field all the time. Mm-hmm. When you're just, when you're getting the ball run down your throat the entire game and you have to play the entire game because your offense can't stay on the field for an extended period of time. Of course you're going to get tired. Of course you're going to give up run rushing yards. Like you're you're putting your defense in an impossible spot. They haven't been good enough. That's that's completely fair. But they also like the the stats that they've given up so far, especially the last two games, the rushing yards that they've given up are inflated because of the game scripts that their offense is putting them in. So yeah, I like Kansas. I'm gonna be picking against the Jets until they get rid of Zach Wilson from here which, until first. Which they won't. Yeah. So, yeah.
0: I I don't. I don't even know what the solution is unless you're picking up like Kaepernick, which the Jets won't do um, just because of Kaepernick's comments about the league. No owner is going to pick him up. Um, I I will say as far as this slate goes, um, I don't hate the pick. I I like Chiefs nine and a half. I I like 49ers minus 14 more. I'll tell you that much.
1: I also like it. I am, not, I am not taking it, but that's a smart play.
0: So so I'm doing the reverse, basically. I like your pick. I probably will not take Chiefs minus 9.5 just because we'll see how the week goes, and maybe that's a fun little sprinkle at the end of Sunday. But I like 49ers minus 14 here. Cardinals coming off a big win against um, Dallas, so you know they don't just roll over and die. But the Cardinals are are not going to cover – 14 or not going to cover with 14 points. The 49ers are a fantastic team. Haven't put up less than 30 all year. In fact, they've put up exclusively 30 all year. Um, Are the Cardinals better at scoring than Pittsburgh, Los Angeles, or the Giants? No, they are not. I think the Cardinals get less than 10 points in this game. Um, So I like their team total under 14 and a half, but give me, give me 49ers minus 14 here. I think this is a very, very easy pick. Just eyeballing it, I think, unless the 49ers really lay an egg, there's nothing to me that suggests that they don't come out and just beat the crap out of the, the arguably one of the worst teams in the NFL right now. Who's on a downward trend if we're being brutal? Um, yeah, I mean,
1: they're playing hard. That's the only, like, the only
0: redeeming- yeah Yeah, uh, to the credit of the players, right? They are playing their asses off. They're trying to win games. They're not rolling over and dying. But I just don't think they have the talent they need to succeed. And no, maybe maybe it's, the like, coaching too. Who knows?
1: San Francisco is just a wagon.
0: Like, a wagon. Wagon.
1: Absolute wagon.
0: Uh Mike, I don't have any picks uh for the Raiders, Chargers. I don't know if you do. I no. I'm staying away from that one. I don't like how either of those teams have played. I don't like either of the coaching staffs, how they've done so far this year. The Chargers still failing in like one point games is is wild to me. And, and honestly, after McDaniel, Josh McDaniels's call last week, I don't know that I trust either coach if I'm better. No, so I don't. So maybe either. you take Raiders plus six and just hope yeah, that, that the would, points that cover would be you?
1: My, that would be my lean is Raiders plus six because it just, like, the Raiders always seem to play the Chargers tougher than you think they're going to. And, like, this could be a one possession game at the end of it. And I, by that, I'm thinking, like, field goal. Um, so like the chargers have the chargers are six point favorites, but I don't think the games that they played this year, the point like differential has not been more than five points. If I remember yeah. correctly. Um, yeah. So yeah, they lost to, they lost the dolphins by two, lost the Titans by three, beat the Vikings by four. So they're, they're six point favorites, but they have not proven that they can do that against anybody. Um, and like it Raiders Raiders, Titans. What's that spread? One and a half.
0: Yeah. Uh, maybe two.
1: Yeah. So like one and a half, but somehow the Chargers who lost to the Titans are now get giving six at home against Vegas. That doesn't make any sense to me. So yeah, I'd stay completely away from it.
0: Uh and then last game of the week, Monday night football Bears. Uh, I'm sorry, not Bears, Jesus. Seahawks at Giants. Um, Any plays there? I see there's a large portion of the money difference from tickets. So 35% of the tickets uh, are on the Giants, but 77% of the money is. I lean just because of that. But I actually like eyeball test. I think the Seahawks are much better than the Giants, are they not?
1: yeah i would agree um i i don't really get that i maybe it's just like Saquon
0: it, is coming back i guess or they or must think that, that
1: that and like the travel and the law of inverses like you plus the giants are on a long like mini buy. um coming off of two west coast road games they get the mini buy, and then they come home to play seattle who has to go to the east coast um this also just sort of feels like one where everything you've seen with your eyeballs says that Seattle should win this game easily so take the Giants. Um, yeah, it, it's one of those where like it doesn't make any sense, so do it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Don't know. Seattle, I think is like since week one where they laid an egg against the Rams has honestly looked pretty good. Um, like they, they put up 37 on the Panthers, which is not a bad defense. Uh, and they went into Detroit and beat the Lions. So like, Seattle's been pretty good this year outside of Week One. So I uh, yeah, I don't get this number at all. Um, and I don't get the splits. So I that's like I, I also am not confident Saquon plays. Like, it's a high ankle sprain. I know he had a a mini buy to get ready, but it's still a high ankle sprain. Like that, it, it's not. Yeah, a-
0: you don't. Yeah, you don't. That just doesn't heal like. Fast, you know what I mean. I agree. Yeah. I think they'll have them at least on a pitch count, uh, for that cross sports reference there, to be honest with you. Um, yeah,
1: but even like even then, it's and on the top Detroit's of that, offense you... hasn't necessarily been the problem except when they play a defense like the 49ers, yeah. It's well, it... and Seattle's pretty good offensive. Seattle
0: scored 37 points in the past two games each, uh, beating Detroit and Carolina 37 37 or 37 31 and 37 27. So like the Seahawks can score. The Seahawks can be explosive. The Giants weren't able to hold a Dallas team to under 40 points who then 2 weeks later went on to lose to one of the worst teams in the NFL only scoring like 18 or something. So you know, <laughs> yeah. I they they the Giants scraped by Arizona. Like I don't I don't see anything from this team that suggests that the Seahawks should be underdogs, which is why yeah you know what having talked through this man give me give me the seahawks money line i'll take them at a plus 102 or plus 100 like i i just don't see how the giants why the giants are favored and i don't think saquon coming in makes that a difference
1: i i'm not going to jump in just because i this is one of those where like like i said everything in your mind tells you seahawks should be favored here naturally the giants are line doesn't make any sense so it's gonna hit like that's that's to me where I'm at with this game.
0: Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Well, that has been our week preview. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, go ahead, like, and subscribe. Uh, we're on every, you know, form of broadcasting for a podcast. Uh, we do one episode a week preview, both the college football and the upcoming NFL week. Uh, I'm Alex. That's Mike. Thank you for watching and like, and subscribe. Have a good day.